This is Green Seas, the podcast by Tradewinds about the environment and the business of the ocean. I'm Eric Priante Martin. Today, we examine another piece in shipping's decarbonization puzzle, biofuels. Before we get started, we wanted to tell you about the Green Seas Fuel Forum, a live event in New York on March 9th, where I'll be taking to the stage with executives from major shipping companies that are investing in alternative fuels today. Sign up to join us at tradewinds.events. Just the other day, the bulk carrier Stamford Eagle arrived at a port in Brazil on a journey from Norway that is estimated to have slashed carbon dioxide emissions. That helped its owner, Eagle Bulk Shipping, take a bite out of its direct greenhouse gas emissions. And its charterer, French commodities company Aramet, was able to chop its indirect emissions, known as Scope 3. How did the Stamford Eagle achieve this? Sustainable biofuels. This is Jonathan Dowsett, Eagle Bulk's director of fleet performance, who explained to me why the company started using biofuels. You don't need to do anything too significant to your tanks or to your fuel delivery system or the engine in order to use the fuel. So it's an available decarbonization solution um, that is drop-in ready so we can we can use it on our existing fleet of ships. Um, and that was super attractive at Eagle because it's it's obviously something that we can do right now. Biofuels are made from biological materials, which can come from agricultural crops. But to really slash carbon on a well-to-wake basis, that is, factoring in the greenhouse gases in the upstream fuel supply chain, sustainable biofuels are made from waste, such as used cooking oils. To achieve an 80% cut of the carbon dioxide on the Stamford Eagle journey, Eagle Bulk turned to a company called Good Fuels. The outfit provides sustainable biofuels that use residues or waste. For Eagle Bulk, this was only the second voyage powered entirely by biofuels, as an increasing number of trials and voyages are announced across the shipping universe, I wanted to know how far along biofuels are as a solution on the industry's path to decarbonization. That led me to Olivier Joss. He's the head of marine fuels at Cargill Ocean Transportation, the shipping arm of the commodities giant Cargill and a major operator of chartered tonnage. And as part of that, he heads Pure Marine Fuels, or PMF, that procures bunker fuel for ships for both companies and for third-party customers. As with many shipping companies that have been involved in biofuels, Cargill started out with trials in Holland, working with ship owners to gain comfort with using the fuels on ships. And Joss said those trials, particularly using a blend called B30, went well, and the ship owners that took part were satisfied. And we've um, decided to, let's say, consider ourselves not anymore in a trial mode, but more on an execution, execution mode and trying to scale uh, that usage for us, but also for other uh, customers for PMF and also other customers of the bunker suppliers, the key strategic bunker suppliers we're working with into that space today. What Cargill has is fame. And we're not talking about its high profile as one of the largest privately held U.S. companies. Fame is an acronym for fatty acid methyl esters, compounds made from vegetable oils that are the main ingredients in biofuels. Cargill already produces fame at a plant in Belgium and has access to more volumes elsewhere. Now, what it wants is more ship operators buying biofuels. We are really keen to welcome uh, others 
to join us because it's by scale that we can reduce the economics and make it even more uh, adopted by the by the industry. So biofuels are here. Ship owners that have trialed them are satisfied that their ships can run on them. But scale is also a key element in bringing in an alternative fuel to shipping, and that's because it makes it more economically feasible. Biofuels, after all, are currently expensive, which means that while they may be technically easy to use, they are a tough pill to swallow from a cost perspective. When Eagle Bulk signed up with Aramet for the recent Eagle Stamford journey, it was an opportunity to work with a customer to use the fuel after going it alone with good fuels on the first voyage a year earlier. And in that year, the ship owner has seen more and more interest from its customers. Dowsett said that hasn't translated into demand. So at this point, we know how to run a ship on biofuel and on a biofuel blend. Um, so what it's going to take for us to do to do more is, you know, because ultimately biofuel is more expensive than conventional fuel at, at this point. So it, it really comes down to to the business case. So for us to do more of this, you know, it's going to require partnering with charters who are willing, you know, willing to help carry that additional cost. He said it also comes down to carbon accounting how biofuels are going to be factored in to the well-to-wake emissions calculations that are under discussion at the International Maritime Organization, the global shipping regulator. Eagle Bulk procured its volumes from good fuels, which certifies that its fuel comes from sustainable sources, but there are concerns about the growing number of suppliers that have entered the market and may not be able to provide the same guarantee that their fuel has not come from sources that compete with food production or that contribute to deforestation. There is hope on the demand side, the European Union is gearing up to start requiring shipping to buy carbon credits under its emissions trading system. There are indications that sustainable biofuels will be factored in, and that could get more ship operators off the fence. Looking forward, because of their availability now, biofuels are expected to be part of shipping's decarbonization journey, especially while zero-carbon fuels remain further out on the horizon. Here's Eagle Bulk's Dowsett. I think biofuel will play a role in shipping's decarbonization out, you know, out to the 2030s. Um, it still only provides a net decarbonization benefit, right? So we, you know, we need to get to truly, truly non-carbon based fuels to, to really tackle the, the climate change problem that, that we have to deal with. But will there be enough of the fuel and at a price that shipping can stomach while other industries are also looking to decarbonize? Jason Miles is chief executive of Quadrise Fuels a UK company that makes synthetic heavy fuel oil and is working on a fuel that it hopes will tackle that challenge. He said other transportation sectors already receive subsidies that give them a leg up in procuring biodiesel like hydro-treated vegetable oil or HVO. You know, those molecules, uh, especially things like HVO, um, you know, are very well targeted to, you know, to put straight in uh, the transportation sector um, and going to be quite hard for the marine industry to, to compete with, especially you know, the cost of that fuel is, is expensive too. Without any mandates or subsidies to actually bring it into the marine industry, it's, it's just not going to find its home there. And fame can be processed to serve aviation. Instead, Quadrise's bio-MSAR fuel combines renewable glycerin, a waste product of making biodiesel, with heavy fuel oil to make a synthetic biofuel. The company says that it has 25% lower carbon emissions than heavy fuel oil alone, at a lower cost and higher efficiency than equivalent biofuel. Quadrise is gearing up to test the bio-MSAR on a vessel in the fleet of Swiss shipping giant MSC, Mediterranean Shipping Company. 
Miles said there is positive momentum around biofuels as shipping becomes more comfortable with them. Where it may reach a limit is just in terms of availability and cost. Where synthetic you know, biofuels come in uh, are where, whereby they've got a, either an emission or, or a cost advantage or ideally both, um, and they're abundant. Here's more on the environment and the business of the ocean. The Green Seas newsletter talked to Maria Granberg, one of the scientists in the EU-funded Emerge project who are studying the compounds that scrubbers pump into the sea. Scrubbers are the devices that allow ships to continue to burn high sulfur fuel oil. All invertebrate larvae, they, they are very sensitive and they are also all different types of animals show the same pattern. So mussels and worms and crustaceans, they show the same sensitivity or similar sensitivity at the early developmental stages, while the adults might not be so sensitive. Visit tinyurl.com slash greenseas4 to read about it or to subscribe to the Green Seas newsletter or this podcast. My colleague Gary Dixon has reported that ship owners Purus Marine and Nordic Hamburg are teaming up to install a combined scrubber and carbon capture system on four container ships under construction in China. The so-called filtry systems will be provided by Value Maritime, which claims to capture 30% of the carbon emissions. Read the story at tradewindsnews.com. Mingyang Smart Energy is aiming to take Chinese ultra-large offshore wind turbines to the next level. Recharge reported that the company has unveiled a massive new design with 140-meter blades that can produce 18 megawatts of electricity. Read the story at rechargenews.com. Music for this episode is by Audio Coffee from Pixabay.